Welcome to the North and South of Things podcast, a show dedicated to discussion of topics important to the LGBT community and the community at large. Here are your hosts, Mark and George. Hey kids, welcome to the North and South of Things. Um, I'm here today with our ever popular St. Paul co-host, Mr. Mark. How are you, Mark? I am fantastic, George. How are you doing? What are we going to be talking about today? You know what? We're going to blow some whistles. <laughs> and it's not a sports cast, kids. Um, we're going to talk about whistleblowers. You know, um, a, a very good friend of mine, guy who has been, uh, who's pulled me into this whole cruising environment, is uh, one of the first people to say, um, what do you think about the Edward Snowden thing? You, and I'm like, who the hell's Edward Snowden? This was three years ago, right? And um, so he he brought it up to me when it was first happening, and I didn't I wasn't really fully plugged in. Well, it didn't take long, obviously, before you understood what's going on. And then next thing you know, my my initial reaction was like, eh, whatever, you know. I, I, and I admit I didn't fully understand the situation, which is often <laughs> the problem is not not fully understanding. But you know, I, I've watched a I've watched a, a several um, documentaries docudramas movies um about these recent things um in the late bush current obama era and you hear this term whistleblower but i didn't realize that like um this is not new (laughs) hollywood's been telling us about whistleblowers for some time haven't they 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 really have and i'm going to go and date myself (laughs) now and I'm going to mention some of the films that uh, we've been exposed to that that kind of revolve around this idea of whistleblowers. And I'm going to start way back in 1973 and Al Pacino in Serpico. Um, I'm going to just embarrassingly admit I've never seen that. I've heard of it forever, mm-hmm. but I've never seen it. Uh- I actually remember seeing it probably in my, you know, late teens. Um, you know, I was born in 1966, so 1973, I would be seven. Right. And I don't remember much from that. <laughs> right. What are, that I liked peppermint sticks. Exactly. <laughs> and you remember more than I do. Um, are there others in this era or this vein of uh, whistleblowers? Right. Well, there's all the president's men. That, that one I remember. Right. With uh, deep throats. Right. And the Watergate scandal. Right. Uh, there's the China syndrome. Right. And let's see here. Uh, I think one that most of our listeners would probably be able to relate to is Aaron Brockovich. Oh. Uh. The alt, yes, 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 yes. Of course, yes. of course. About and the oil or gas company, or the oil, right? Mm-hmm. Using chemicals, damaging. Yeah, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was that Julia? Um, what's her name? Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, she was in, uh, and that that was actually that that one came out in two thousand. Did she? She won like an Oscar for that, didn't she? I believe she did. Yeah. Interesting. A Best Actress Oscar for that portrayal. Wow. So 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 we're we love drama. And I have to say um I'm 
now having watched a number of docudramas and documentaries and all this, um, I'm surprised I wasn't more plugged in early on because I, I do actually kind of like this kind of stuff from an entertainment value. Um, the, the espionage, the intrigue, the international relations, the, you know, um, I just watched a, um, it's, it's not uh, whistleblower related, but I just watched a, uh, documentary called the diplomat, which was all about, uh, Richard Holbrook and his, uh, service in, um, in, uh, multiple administrations as, um, the state department, as state department diplomat in multiple, uh, countries and and I, I'm that that sort of stuff intrigues me uh, a lot. But now we find ourselves. It, it feels like um, in more ways than one. Nine Eleven really changed everything. It really changed how we view ourselves, how we view uh, threats, um, mm-hmm. and the need to understand the potentiality for threats and. Um, a nation that <laughs> a nation that clings to their guns is already um <laughs> in my opinion hyper um and please don't send me your hate mail about gun rights um <laughs> to, we're we're so um paranoid is the word we're so paranoid that you know I don't understand why we need guns um as much as as we use and and to me it's deeply rooted in in paranoia and it feels mm-hmm. like nine eleven um, took that paranoia to this really deep, dark chasm, and the government responded in ways um, that I think it's hard to imagine. Um, w- there's a lot of focus on Edward Snowden um, in in what he did in um, late 2012, early 2013, um, as a Booz Allen uh, contractor with. Um, um, the um, NSI. Wait, NSI? I thought he was uh, NSA. NSA, sorry. Yeah. NSI is a <laughs> housing program that was just expanded <laughs> this week, and sorry, that, that work is on my mind. NSA, National, Se- <laughs> National Security Agency. Um, so he's, he's, a, he's a, um, a pretty high level, but young, and 29 or 30 years old, um, with with super clearance and access to everything because he's got this highly technic technological um, skill that needs to sort of help them understand to link uh, knowledge and databases and agencies and things like this. So he's got this incredible amount of access. And um, from what I've seen and heard, I think he was really. Um, in a position to see things that was deeply disturbing to him. Um, I don't know how much he was motivated by um, it's Chelsea Manning now um, because um, Mm -hmm. she has, um, what's the word? Um, Transitioned. She's transitioned. Um, Mm -hmm. But when, before she transitioned, uh, Bradley Manning um, had posted a video of some of a drone strike. I think it was a drone strike. I don't know if it came from a fighter pilot, but it was a. I think it was a drone strike on innocent civilians, and it was really heinous. I mean, it was heinous um, <laughs> casualties, and it was there for you in, in clear black and white that that mm-hmm. the, these were people not attacking 
um, innocent people were were attacked. And I don't know how much of that inspired um, Edward um, Snowden, um, but all of a sudden he's in a position to have a ton of this information that he he views as um, a state acting inappropriately, acting in ways that its own constitution doesn't permit. And he decides he's going to take action. And he decides he's going to share this information with um, some um, trusted, in his mind, um, or or at least potentially trustworthy um, reporters, uh, which includes Glenn Greenwald, um, who was at that time at The Guardian, and now he's with The Intercept. Um, and then also, he, he actually he tried he reached out to Glenn Greenwald first through some sort of really obscure um, email methods, and it I think it came across to Glenn as looking like spam or ridiculous crazy people, so he ignored it. And then he reached out to Laura Poitras, who's an American uh, documentary filmmaker, uh, at that time I think living in Germany, and she sort of received his messages, and they had a little bit back and forth. And he's, you know, cryptically telling her, um, I've got a, you know, a crap ton. I'm sure that's not the words he used, but I've got a crap ton of information you're going to want to see. That's a, a technical term, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. Um, so, you know, it's it's a fascinating story, um, and I'm... A little embarrassed to admit that um, th- that I really wasn't on board with the intrigue or the even the interest. Frankly, I just felt like, you know what? If you, I don't care if the government's watching. I'm not doing anything that you know illegal, so I don't really give two shits if the government's watching me. I wouldn't have that. Uh, this is my bias coming in here. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have that same opinion if President Bush was in office and this this mm-hmm. story came to light. I would be irate, but because it was under President Obama's watch. All of a sudden, I'm like, eh, whatever. I'm not doing anything wrong. They can, they can watch me. But the, <laughs> obviously, the more I watched, the more I learned, the more I read, the more I understood about the situation. I'm incensed by it. You know, I, um, years later, I'm I'm still pissed off about it. And I think there's a couple of really must see documentaries out there. One that's relatively new is Citizen Four. Um, which really chronicles the, the the scenario I just described, which was him originally reaching out to um, Laura Portress and Glenn Greenwald, and then there are a couple other players involved. Um, I wrote some notes here, but I've some somehow lost them. Um, I forget their names. There's a um, a gentleman also with a Guardian. He's got a real Irish sounding name, and then there's a guy with the Washington Post. So there's like really four people in the beginning. Uh, that he starts sharing this information with, and they start publishing it. And it's just a really... Um, I, the Citizen Four, I think, actually won an Oscar. And I don't actually think it's a... I don't think it's I don't think it's a great cinematic piece. I think it's just really helpful. But there are other documentaries that I think um, you'll find just as interesting. Um, the Front uh, Frontline, I'm sure you've watched quite a bit of Frontline on PBS. <laughs> Guilty. Guilty. Um Frontline has two, um, I think, really excellent. It's a two-part series called the United States of Secrets. Wait, yes, United States of Secrets, two-part series. That's really great, and it takes you through um, a lot of this. Um, and and then there's another documentary um, that we'll go into a little bit more, but I want to mention it now. It's called Silenced, and it's about um, a former NSA executive. 
a former um, Department of Justice executive, and then a uh, another NSA. So you got NSA, CIA, and DOJ. Um, all folks who were whistleblowers in one way or another, who had access to some incredible information that they thought the government was acting inappropriately, um, and um, they were in 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 effect silenced. Um, how much of this nonsense have you been keeping up with and and watching? Um, actually, I have to be painfully op- you know, honest here that. Um, you know, all of this kind of, especially with Snowden, broke at a time where I was so news fatigued that I was pretty yeah. much checked out of, you know, keeping, you know, current, um, you know, topics and that sort of thing. Um, it's it's better now. I'm kind of, the, the pendulum has swung a different way. Uh, I'm starting to follow the news a little bit more, uh, especially in cases of politics and foreign policy and economics, um, just because those things are so complex. And, you know, the Trans-Pacific Partnership Mm -hmm. is in the process of being um, approved. And, uh, you know, these events that are happening in our history are going to have an effect. And, you know, Thomas Jefferson, you know, the the famous quote that, you know, a well-informed citizenry is can be in charge of their own government. And uh, it, to be well-informed, you really have to kind of put a little bit of effort into it. Uh, but I wasn't really aware of, you know, I had heard of Snowden before and kind of what he had done, uh, but it wasn't until I saw the documentary that you have on the list called Terminal F that I'm like going, well, holy crap, you know, what is our government doing? Mm-hmm. And within that documentary, which you can find on YouTube, um, and it's an hour long, uh, you know, you, you, you begin to think, you know, what is our government capable of doing? I mean, we all know of uh, some of the other things that have happened in our country, like the Iran-Contra mm-hmm. affair. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know... Uh, Weapons you, of mass destruction. You, <laughs> right, exactly. And you, you start to, you wonder, you know, what, uh, to what extent is a government going to go to, uh, in order to protect its secrets? To hide itself. You know, I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm, um, you know, I'm born in Chicago, but I'm pretty much raised in the South. And so, you know, my blood runs red, white, and blue. Um, mm-hmm. I get teary-eyed on days like today. Today, at the day we're recording this, it will be published a month later. Um, um, it's Veterans Day, you know, mm-hmm. and so I, 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 you know, I feel strongly about our country. I feel strongly about um, the fact that I feel like we live on the best place on the planet. Um, but the older I get, the more I understand um, that we, you know, we need to be less blind 
uh, to the obvious failings of our country. And um, I'm going to be on record here and saying I'm a, you know, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a very clear far left, um, middle left liberal Democrat um, who agrees with the overwhelming majority of everything that President Obama has done. Um, there are two things I do not agree with. One is the failure of the Justice Department to prosecute um, Wall Street uh, and banking officials who brought our uh, economy down and ultimately the world economy. Um, that's one. But keeping on topic for what we're talking about tonight, um, the, the failing of President Obama to understand that it, it, the Constitution does not give you the right to uh, spy on its own citizens who have given no reason. Um, We set up this FISA court system um, so that if you needed to wiretap or you needed to look at an American citizen's activities, um, that you, you could, you could be granted that, that they're very liberal in accessing that, but you, you didn't have the right to do it carte blanche. You need, you need to get approval. And um, we've we've somehow allowed nine eleven to change everything, um, and, and these documentaries do a wonderful job of explaining how nine eleven impacted these decisions and how Secretary Hayden and um, Vice President Cheney and uh, I mean George Bush is an idiot. Uh, I don't believe he had really any <laughs> any. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just. I know it's the north the south and things, and we're supposed to be pro and con and all that. This man's a fucking idiot. And, um, you know, it's all about Dick Cheney. It's all about um, Hayden. And it's all about leveraging this awful moment in time um, to take full advantage of it and to do whatever we need. And the NSA um, called up the brightest minds in their in their offices and said, what <laughs> what can we do? And they came upon the situation where they could turn existing technology that was foreign facing and turn it inside and face America. And then they let us down when they got caught with their pants down on it. Um, you know, thanks to the likes of, of, um, Snowden and others, uh, which we'll talk about, um, you know, then they started saying, Oh no, we're just capturing, um, metadata. (laughs) <laughs> we're not capturing yeah. your actual conversation. We're capturing who you call, when you call, and who they call, and when they call. Um, but in reality, they're actually they've invested a phenomenal amount of resources to capture the actual uh, data, the actual dialogue, the actual conversations, the actual emails. Um, so they have it all. Whether or not they're using it all is another question. Um, so I, 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 you know, I'm a big Obama fan. I'm a huge Obama fan. I'm a, a fan of what he's done for LGBT community. I'm a fan for what he's done for healthcare. I'm a fan f- of much of what he's done. I will, I would say that he's failed here, and I think it's uh, part and parcel uh, uh, of the environment that he's inherited. And I don't know that any president, you can brag about you'll change things and you'll do this and we don't get to change the law and we don't get to act outside the law. But when you sit down after being elected and you get your first security briefing, <laughs> mm-hmm. my guess is that you, when you understand the state secrets, <laughs> your opinion about what you will do and won't do probably changes. Um, what did you hear in um, 
what did you see that surprised you in the um let me scroll down here and get that the terminal f well you know i what what surprised me was the international players that were involved especially when um when he left hong kong right um and the part and party that the chinese played uh there's there's a scene in the documentary it comes near the end of the film where there's a kind of a chinese spokesperson um and she has this this little smirk on her face where and she proceeds to say the chinese are a very meticulous people the paperwork that the United States sent over had Snowden's middle name wrong. So we couldn't be certain we had the right person unless everything matched. And that's when the Chinese basically let him go to where he flew off to to Russia. Interesting. Uh, another thing that surprised me in this is that um, Western Europe was they, they basically silenced. They wouldn't take a position. Wanted no part of it. They wanted no part of it. They would not support the United States in do you, having do, do you this think person. It, do you think it was a waiting game because they wanted to see <laughs> what he had <laughs> to expose? Because ultimately, we learned that we were spying on um, what's her name, Angela Merkel, in Germany, <laughs> and you know, right. in other foreign countries. Well, and and just the idea that the United States grounded. A head of state airplane, right, with the president of Venezuela, yeah, is totally gobsmacked me. Yeah, I could not believe that a, a, a country like the United States that participates in the Geneva Convention and all the other conventions basically did something so out of character. Mm-hmm and outrageous in in its scope it's just like okay well all right they're willing to go that far yeah how far are they going to go i actually question i didn't get a chance to to kind of research this where is snowden now um oh i should know um do we know well, you know, Terminal F leaves him in Russia. He, but he did. They, I, I know that. Uh, what's the guy's name on WikiLeaks? Wanted to try to bring him to. I don't think we know where Snowden is. Let me just Google. Hey, where is Edward <laughs> Snowden? You know, I, like I, the I government. Tr- I tried is. that on Saturday, and I wasn't able to really get a definitive answer. 
I don't think we know. I think I think we know he was not, no. Didn't the didn't Russia give him a? Um, they gave they him gave a year. Him, they gave him a year, but I haven't heard of anything Has, else after okay. that. He's in temporary and, asylum in Russia, I think, right now. I think. Okay. Well, the the thing is, you know, after watching this, and I, you know, I'm I. You know, everyone gets this little tickle in the back of their brain from time to time. And it's called paranoia. And it, girl, that's so, a whole nother show. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Put it on the list. Um, you know, the the relations between Russia and the United States right now are still very strained. Not good. And they've, you know, the lowest point that they were was when. Uh, you know, Snowden at first entered into Russia. Mm-hmm. Now, recently, President Putin was in the United States for a meeting, and he met with President Obama outside the United Nations in New York. It was a secret, private meeting. Hmm. And it was a little news blurb that I heard on, you know, NPR. And I haven't heard anything else. Interesting. So, so, you know, after watching some of these documentaries about uh, what the United States has done and, uh, you know, Snowden's part in all of this and WikiLeaks, uh, you just, you kind of wonder, okay, you know what layer are we at? I, I think actually you've hit on the name of a perfect documentary, which is just how far will you go to protect state secrets, even though they're wrong? And you know, I want to bring in the notion of another. Um, there's another documentary called Silenced, and it's about three whistleblowers. It's about this entire same scenario. Uh, Thomas Andrew Drake is a retired NSA executive. Uh, He leaked information to the media about, quote, the program, which was really about um, what America was doing in response to 9-11 in terms of capturing massive amounts of data. Uh, Went on for five years before anybody really knew what was going on from 2001 to 2005, 2006, which is about when he, after he sort of felt like he had exhausted his internal uh, um, complaints inside the NSA, that's when he sort of leaked information. He was, he was, um, he was sought after uh, using the, um, Oh, the Espionage Act, right? There's another guy, John Kirikow, if I'm pronouncing his name right. He's a CIA. He's the he is the first CIA uh, field person to uh, publicly acknowledge um, the uh, torture activity that was going on, uh, the waterboarding, uh, Abu Zabeda in particular. Um, he's actually just February of this year out after a 30 month 
prison term. Actually, he pleaded guilty. Uh, and frankly, they just sort of, you know, barreled him into, we're going to keep the legal proceedings going on until you can't fucking afford it anymore, right? Until you, mm-hmm. I mean, like, and they just, it, there's something not right about that. When when the government says, it doesn't matter if you're right or wrong, we're going to keep the legal proceedings going so much that you you literally, you and your three children and your wife, you, you're not going to have a life. You're not going to have an existence. Um, mm-hmm. Also prosecuted under um, the Espionage Act of 1917, by the way, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Jessalyn Raddick. Uh, is a DOJ, at, um, a, a former attorney with the Department of Justice. Um, she is uh, a whistleblower in of her in and of her own right, uh, related to the John Walker Lynn case. You remember the American Taliban person? Mm-hmm. Part yes. of part of the issue. I'm not defending his actions. I despise Americans who <laughs> fight against mm-hmm. our country. Um, I really don't care what your issue is. You you don't you simply don't do that, right? In my opinion. Um, but in this particular case, um, he was not given the benefit of legal representation, um, and, and and then somehow that got construed that he already had legal representation. So they they bobbled the legal requirements there. And when she saw the bobbling, she pointed it out, um, and, and thus then she became a whistleblower and then she became uh, a target of the U.S. government. She later became like a, a lawyer to whistleblowers. So mm-hmm. these three people, uh, Thomas Andrew Drake, NSA, John Kirikow, CIA, and Jesslyn Raddick of DOJ are all in this um, in this uh, documentary silenced. And um, it, it the documentary points out the fact that um, not just – two of these three people, I think uh, Kirikawa and Drake, but also Snowden plus four other people for a total of seven under the Obama administration have been prosecuted under this Espionage Act of 1917. In the Since 1917, only 11 people have been prosecuted under this mm-hmm. act, seven under President Obama. And it's this, it's this brandishing of a club that we're going to <laughs> we're going to bash you over the head and 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 by the way this the espionage act i mean and i learned on this on this um this uh, documentary that it, it's an extremely broad world war 1 uh era law it's meant to prosecute those who are acting um with a foreign power you know, I mean, you're selling state secrets, or you're you're intentionally trying to bring down your own country, and it, and it doesn't distinguish between those people who are seeing the government do wrong and they're trying to leak things to the press to draw light to it. It doesn't it doesn't distinguish between that. And there's you know there's no defense uh, that you know I was doing what I was doing to disseminate information in the best of the public interest. That's not a defense even if the government actions are deemed unconstitutional, which they have been. There's headlines across the planet that are showing that what Snowden has uncovered and these other three people have pointed out are, are unconstitutional against Geneva Convention, et cetera, and so on. But they're, they're using this archaic you know, act that should be abolished, quite frankly. I don't understand how you can, on one hand, no cruel and unusual punishment. On the other hand, you can have Espionage Act where there literally is no defense. In, in all practicality, mm-hmm. there is no defense. Um, it's, these are, these are, 
if you if you're interested in these things, these are three excellent um, Citizen Four, um, Silenced, um, Edward Snowden, Terminal F. That one's available on YouTube. Um, Citizen Four is on HBO Go. It's also on Directv. Silenced is on HBO. It's also on Netflix. You probably can see ne- uh, Citizen Four on Netflix as well. But I think these are some amazing. Um, looks into what's going on, and and the Frontline series, by the way, United States of Secrets, uh, two part series. Um, it, it's pretty amazing that um, the degree to which, and I, and I'll go back to what you said earlier, how far we are you willing to go? And and I think that's a question that we have to have to ask our government. These are people who are long term career professionals, career public service professionals who have seen uh, enough of what's right to know when something is not right. And the mere fact that they brought up, uh, this is not right. You shouldn't be doing this. And, and we're going to do whatever it takes to snuff them out. Essentially. Uh, it's just not right. I agree. Um, it's, it's disturbing when things like this come to light, but, um, I'm glad that they are. Uh, because if Snowden hadn't stepped forward, uh, you know, you can say he was right, you can say he was wrong, but if he hadn't stepped forward, where would we be today? I I, I still take issue with his approach. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. I don't consider him a hero. I don't consider him a patriot. But I don't consider him a villain either. And it's taken me a while to understand what I think he truly is. I I do think he's a concerned citizen. and I do think he's within his rights to share what he knows. I don't think you need to to download and distribute gigabyte after gigabyte after gigabyte of documents Mm -hmm. to prove your point. You could be far more selective. Mm -hmm. You could even be bombastic and choose to air the most heinous of these things. But you you now have given uh, uh, Glenn Greenwald, who I think is a good journalist, but if you follow him on Twitter, I want to live in the world that this man thinks should exist, (laughs) you know, because there's no government on the planet that is worth their weight. There's no uh, there's no government official that's ever done anything. You know what I mean? I mean, Mm -hmm. I just I want to shake him and say, dude, this world doesn't exist, but I'm glad you're always pointing this shit out. But the bottom line is. I think you you didn't need to give Glenn Greenwald or Laura Poitras or these other folks this entire library of things, state secrets that really have the potential to harm a lot of you know secret assets mm-hmm. and whatnot. Um, anyway, I'm clearly ranting here. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> we're over time too. So <laughs> anyway, um. Have you, are there any other, and I'm going to post a link to all of these um, in as many different places that we can help you find them. Um, were, have you seen any other documentaries or movies or um, tidbits that you think are, are helpful? Um, I'm still gathering them. <laughs> um, none come immediately to mind, but there is a film that I think is coming out this fall and it stars Tom Hanks and he plays a lawyer 
who is missing um, a uh, hostage or not a hostage. A, a uh, it's it's an espionage movie. They're basically uh, brokering a deal between the Soviet Union and the United States for the return of um, one of their spies. Is, is it supposed to sort of be based on these kinds of modern day issues? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing. I mean, years from now, the movies we're going to hear about, I mean, now it's about docudramas and documentaries and exposés. And I'm, I'm really disappointed. I have to say in mainstream media for not, I mean, if we weren't for frontline and PBS and independent documentaries, where, where would be, where would we be hearing this? Well, and I, I think this is why um, journalism yeah. in its truest, most purest form is so important. And, and frankly, it's, you know, it's, it's something that I think we've kind of gotten away from or are being too lazy about. Or have been, led, or who, or, or have been led away from. I don't think mm-hmm. it's an accident. Um, no. Yeah. That's another, and I've added it just now <laughs> to my list. Um, the state, the state of journalism and, and the free and open press. Um, it's all connected to corporate, um, large corporate mm-hmm. journalism because, you know, it's expensive to run a right. national or international news agency. You know, it's not, well, che- it's not cheap. Murdoch just acquired the national. Geographic. I just threw, I just threw up a little bit in my throat. <laughs> I, I know, and uh, so this consolidation uh, is a problem. There. I mean, this is something that uh, newspapers have been dealing with for decades. Um, you know, it's it's kind of the the state of things. Not real great in journalism. Yeah. No. Not at all. Not at all. That's another topic, kids. All right, um, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna leave it there. Uh, educate yourself. I, I was really uh, dismissive, I would say, Mark, um, mm-hmm. when my friend John first brought it up. Um, dismissive of the issue, dismissive of him bringing the issue up, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, you know what? I'm not doing anything. I don't want the government to know. Big shit if they're reading my email. <laughs> you know, I don't care. But the the reality is. That's not cool. It's not okay for you to record. I'm saying plenty enough on this publicly available podcast. You don't need to record my <laughs> my fucking phone calls. I'm sorry. Um, I'll have to bleep that out. We're an X. We're not an X-rated podcast. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. So we'll leave it there. We're way over. Um, but we trust that um, you've enjoyed the topic. We would welcome uh, your thoughts on the issue. Uh, any other documentaries or news stories you've seen on the issue? The 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 story's not over by any stretch. Um, you know, I worry for ultimately what this means for the Obama legacy. I think he's mm-hmm. done a crap ton of good, uh, but this will be um, years down the road. I think we'll be one of the few black marks um, mm-hmm. on his record. And um, 
and that saddens me a little bit because I, I think I, I think it's unnecessary. Um, I, I think you don't need to protect wrong. You should always protect right. And and I'm I'm afraid he's not done that in in this mm-hmm. situation. So, all right, Mark. Until next time. Take care, George. All right, have a good one. Thank you for listening to this episode of the North and South of Things. More information available at northandsouthofthings.com. Follow Mark on Twitter at LaughingBuddha. That's L-A-F-F-I-N-G-B-U-D-D-H-A. And George at George in Atlanta. Our podcast theme music is provided by podcastthemes.com.